What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of A Better You. My name is Fernando Ramirez and welcome to another episode. For today's episode, we are doing something a little bit different that I haven't done before and that is an advice session, advice column type of vibe. Basically, I want to go through your questions and give you guys my advice on whatever you're struggling with. So I'm very excited. Also, you guys, I have to say it, we hit 100k. Okay, we hit 100k on the podcast YouTube channel. I am so excited. Thank you so much if you are a listener that subscribed to the YouTube channel or you're just a listener that listens on any of the streaming platforms and you tune in weekly. I'm so grateful for you and I'm so excited. This is actually just like, you know, back when I was a little baby fern, I was dreaming about that silver play button. And now the fact that we have two and we have its own play button for the podcast, just, oh, I'm just so excited and so happy and I'm so grateful and you know, it's all thanks to you guys So honestly, thank you. I know that even though I do have a million subscribers on my regular YouTube channel I guess it would be kind of assumed that maybe I could hit that on the other one But you know, I could have made this podcast and it could have been an absolute flop It could have sucked y'all could have hated it y'all could have thrown tomatoes at me virtually and it could have just flopped so i'm glad that it's like you know doing well and actually we're at like 950,000 downloads or streams or whatever on like apple music spotify and all those types of streaming websites so that's also super exciting almost one mil moral of the story is i love you guys i'm so happy that we have this little community on the podcast and i love going through your guys's comments whether that be on dm or on the instagram or if you guys comment on the youtube videos or on spotify i think there's like a way that you can reply to the episode I just love looking through the comments and honestly recently I've been even loving looking at the podcast comments even more than my main channel comments because you guys leave such like intricate and like detailed paragraphs and just really nice comments it honestly means so much to me last week I bought a little cake and I did a little celebration with my mom and it was so cute I posted it over on my Instagram so if you want to check that out you will see that anyways moving on from that how are you guys I hope you're doing well I just finished celebrating my boyfriend's birthday he turned 22 and it it was so fun. We went for dinner. We went jet skiing, which is so crazy and random. Um, we rode these sea in the ocean and it was so fun. He had never done it before, so he had a blast doing that. I actually have done it at my friend's cabin before, but it's obviously so different doing it with my boyfriend. We got a whole bunch of snacks and croissants. We spent the day in Granville Island and got burgers. It was just so fun overall. And then last night, I actually did a staycation with the brand Caudalie in the Hotel Rosewood, Georgia, I believe 
believe it's called the hotel in vancouver and it was so much fun there was like a master class skincare class and we got to have like french fine dining and basically i'm coming off of a high of like first few days of the week because so many just fun things have been happening and i'm really excited but yeah i guess that's my little update that's how i've been doing i hope you are doing well as well wherever you're listening to this podcast whether this be on a walk or you're coloring you're drawing or you're on the bus or you're driving i hope you are hydrated drinking your water today's gonna be a great day or tonight maybe you're gonna have a bomb sleep so anyways i asked you guys over on my instagram to send me your little advice questions i put on the instagram story hashtag askfern Is that the name that's going to stay? I don't know. Is that kind of a cringe name? Potentially. I'm just going to go through them all, okay? There's going to be no particular order. We're just going to jump straight in it and we're going to get chatting. So the first one we have, we're going to start off easy just because I'm already talking to you guys on this microphone and I'm also talking to this camera. How to stop caring about other people's opinions and to be yourself without being afraid of the consequences. And the second question is how to be confident in front of a camera or in social settings. So in either question, I guess it's how to be confident in yourself and how to not care about what other people are going to say or think of you. I think I've explained this a few times, but in terms of a YouTube channel, I think that all the people that have the most amount of subscribers or the most amount of views, the ones at the very top are the ones that are completely and authentically themselves. And whether some people like them or some people don't, the reason why they are so big is because they are so rooted in themselves that so many people can relate to them and they can find parts of themselves within that other person, if that makes sense. I feel like sometimes you can be nervous to make errors or to say the wrong thing or to do the wrong thing or to say something that is slightly embarrassing to a group of people or in this case a camera and you're thinking about what the people on the other side are going to think of you but again we're all humans at the end of the day and a lot of the experiences that we have or thoughts that we have or things that we do it is a universal experience so a lot of people can relate to that and in fact the more that you can truly be yourself people will find that admirable and relatable to you and they might even come to you as a comfort person person because you are so yourself. I also think that us as humans are so unique and individual and if you have a fun personality, which most of us do, I feel like some people are just more willing to put it out there, but if you have a fun personality, why not show it off to the world? Why not play around with it? Why not just be yourself and the more authentic that you are, the right people are going to flock to you and you're going to have people by your side that truly align with what you believe in, what you think is funny, what your style is, and I feel like also being authentic yourself not everyone is gonna like you which I think is fine because it's almost worth it to go through that to have the people that really align with yourself and also you never have to feel like super exhausted or like emotionally drained from having to act like somebody else you can just be yourself without any consequences and reap the rewards which is having friends that align not having to put on a show getting to know yourself better and maybe even opportunities because as I said becoming a content creator or a youtuber or a tiktoker if you are yourself more people will actually follow you and people can see through fakeness and they flock to authenticity so maybe even like you're applying to a job or something um you know people always say like a personality hire i've heard this before that like there are some people in the workforce that are like very type a and they get hired because obviously they're good at the job but if there's two people that are equally good at the job but one person is super bubbly and it doesn't even have to be bubbly but like they have a great personality confident within themselves a lot of people would tend to hire that person because they're also a more pleasurable person to be around. So my advice would be to remember that nobody cares as much as you think they do, no matter what it is, whether it be something about 
about your appearance or it's a little quirk in your personality. People don't really care as much as you think they do and you're also your worst critic. So remember that. And also remember that you only live once. Like genuinely, why is YOLO like a mantra that I need to say more often? Do it for the plot. See what happens. Worst case scenario, someone is really judgy towards you. Somebody doesn't like you. Flee the area. Do not speak to that person. Don't hang around those people. You know, if you are not celebrated, bye. I've definitely had experiences where I'm completely myself and the room is laughing at my jokes. They think it's funny. They're around me. They're hanging. Life is good. And I've also been in rooms where I'm being completely myself and I can feel the vibe is off. I can feel some girl's not vibing with me. Some girl doesn't think I'm funny. Maybe some guy's giving me a dirty look. Those people don't like me. Okay, cool. That's fine. I will tone it down a little bit for you guys, but that's not because I don't like me. That's because you guys are weird and you're giving me bad energy and whatever. I'll save my energy for people that actually like me. So if you are yourself and someone judges it, remember that's nothing to do with you and it has all to do with them. They're probably intimidated because you have something they don't or you are being completely yourself. And sometimes I've even heard like that can be really triggering for people that put up a lot of walls and are trying to be someone they're not because they see you living so authentically and they're, they're trying to figure you out. They can't see it. But the truth is you're just being yourself. So again, if someone doesn't celebrate you, if someone's judging you, get away from those areas. Those are not the places you want to be in anyways. And hang around people that celebrate you. And same goes for being online. The right people will find you and there is always somebody to consume somebody else's content if we're talking about like online stuff. Like there is always someone that's going to be out there for you. And also in terms of speaking to a camera, you have to pretend that the camera isn't even there. And remember that if you have a run on sentence or you say something that you didn't mean to say, you can edit whatever you want back when you're watching it later. Like I will actually film my podcast for like an hour and cut it down to 40 minutes. One more thing is that it just takes practice for whatever you're doing, whether it's practicing being yourself or it's practicing being more confident in social settings or it's even talking to a camera. It just takes practice and confidence will naturally grow over time. Okay, I rambled on a little bit about that one. Next one. Are you interested in all things aesthetics but don't quite know where to start when it comes to finding out the actual facts around these treatments? Good news for you, The Drop is a new and exciting podcast brought to you by Tioxan where we drop the tea on all things aesthetics. On each episode, I bring on a guest with a unique perspective on aesthetics, whether that be an expert practitioner within the industry or perhaps somebody who has had their own personal experience with aesthetic treatments and the results that they've had. So if you're interested in aesthetics, and would like to hear more, you can find The Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So come and give us a listen and join in the conversation. How to make friends when your current ones aren't matching your vibe anymore. I think that this is a really relatable situation that a lot of people go through. And I think it's really good if you can recognize this because the sooner that you can stop hanging out with these friends, the sooner you can go on to like meet new people and to just, you know, flourish and grow and evolve. And I think sometimes we can get really attached to the people that are around us and feel like it's our baseline. It's our comfort zone. It's just what we know. But there's so many people out there in the world and there's so many people to be friends with. So if the friends that you have aren't matching your vibe anymore, start going out, start meeting new people, start DMing people, start commenting on new people's posts, maybe join a new club, a hobby, a sport, and just start making new acquaintances wherever you go. Little by little, those acquaintances can turn into friendships once you ask them to hang out more often. And then after time goes by, they're going to be long-term friends. And again, if the friends that you have, you're just not vibing with them anymore, like it's not something they did. You guys didn't have a huge fight. You didn't have a huge falling out. 
out. You don't have to cut them off. You don't have to even send them like a huge long paragraph. You can just slowly hang out less and less and just incorporate more new friends, new friend hangouts. And I think if they ask you like, hey girl, like we haven't been hanging out as much. Like, is there something wrong? I also think that it's completely fine to tell them the truth and let them know like, oh, I just like different things now. Like, I just want to make more friends. Like, it has nothing to do with you. It's just that like, maybe we don't like the same things anymore. You know, hopefully they would understand where you're coming from. The next question is how to create deeper friendships. Deep friendships, I think for me have happened the most with friends that I have made the most memories with and the friends that I have spent the most time with, which is kind of obvious, I guess. But I mean, when I make a new friend, I kind of expect it to go through like the course of going from acquaintances to friends to close friends to deep friends. Like it's kind of a little bit of a process. And I would say to first just give it some time and to let it happen naturally. One of my favorite ways to get close with someone else is obviously to just talk and to learn more about them, have them learn more about me and just obviously break through the surface of surface level conversations. And I think something to know is that not every friend may be a friend where you're going to get super deep with or super close with. And I think that's okay. I think it's important to have friends for different things, like friends that you only see when you go out or friends that you work out with or friends that you see maybe when you do a certain hobby. But in terms of getting deep and close with someone, I love playing games like we're not really strangers or any sort of question games. They're super fun. You can buy them at like Urban Outfitters or on Amazon or whatever. One of my favorite things to do with my group of friends is we all just like hang out at someone's house. We sit in a circle. Maybe you'll have chips or whatever and you can go through and play the game. And it just asks a lot of personal questions and if they're comfortable with answering, obviously you get a lot closer like that. Constantly be checking in on them and seeing how they're doing. Even planning little like friendship dates. I honestly think that it's kind of like dating but with a friend obviously and you kind of develop a platonic love for them so it's almost as if you were having a relationship with them like the same way that I would spend quality time with my boyfriend and I ask him how he's doing I'll do the same thing with my friends and every friend is different so you're probably not going to do the same hobby with all of them but I think planning a hangout that is super personalized to them and hanging out really asking how they're doing being interested in their life and getting to know you know what makes them them will just make you such a great friend to them and a friend that they'll want to hang out with more often but also I think like I said earlier it's just time the more that you get to hang out with someone and create memories with them the more that you guys will create inside jokes or those things where you can say oh remember that time when and you'll have more to go off on same with if you're making a new friend and the two of you go out and you meet other people or you make friends together or you hang out in a group you guys can have more to talk about and like more mutual friends and mutual situations which I also think helps deep in my relationship with other people. The next one says advice for semi long distance relationships slash not seeing each other so often, which I have never had officially a long distance relationship, but there is definitely times where I'm traveling a lot and I'm not seeing my boyfriend a lot. And now that I live like 45 minutes away from him, I still see him quite often, but it might be like once or twice a week. So I feel like that could be considered not that often compared to somebody else that sees their boyfriend way more than me or like lives with them. And I think it's so important for the both of you to just have your own lives and to not put all of your happiness or or your level of like loneliness and the amount of fun that you're having all on them. Like for example, if my boyfriend was the only source of where I got my social interaction and he was the only one that planned hangouts with me or he was the only one that I could tell my secrets to, then I would probably feel really overwhelmed when I'm not seeing him during the week or when I'm traveling a lot. So in times like that, I make sure that I pour a lot of energy into my 
friendships. And as you could probably tell by the way that I speak, I do value my friendships a lot. And I make sure that when I'm not seeing my boyfriend, I'm hanging out with them. I'm doing fun stuff with them. I'm having social interaction. I can talk to them, tell them how I'm feeling. They also provide so much joy for me. And I feel so fulfilled in so many aspects of my life that me not seeing my boyfriend isn't causing me to have like such a painful experience or like feel like I'm missing him the entire time that I'm not with him. For me, it's helpful to remember that like my boyfriend is in my life to make my life even better than it already is, but him not being around doesn't make or break my mood or my happiness or how efficient I can work. You know, he's just an added bonus. So if he's not there, I should be able to fulfill all those areas of my life on my own. And then to stay in touch with him, obviously I'm FaceTiming. I feel like I FaceTime every morning or at night and we'll send updates throughout the day. Like, what are you doing? Look at this thing I just did or mini calls. I honestly don't think that it takes that much to stay in touch. And also when you are doing long distance, you'd be surprised how fast time flies, especially if you are busy. So if you're at home and you're seeing your significant other do a lot of stuff and like maybe they're on an abroad trip and you're seeing them travel and meet people, it is so hard when you're at home doing nothing. But if you're equally as busy, then you know you won't have as much time to sit around and think about that. And also I would just say to have trust in the relationship you're both there for each other and you're both with each other for a reason so even if you're not attached by the hip it doesn't make your relationship any less close than somebody else and in fact distance sometimes makes love grow fonder so you'll actually just be happier to see them and spend more time with them and the time that you do spend with them if you don't see them that often is usually really good quality time whereas if I see my boyfriend every single day four days in a row I feel like we're on our phones a lot or we're having mini breaks in between so I actually prefer it okay the next question we have here says I'm a winter girly. You're a summer girly. Tips for enjoying summer more. Now, I definitely am a summer girly because I feel like the winter, especially in Vancouver, gets me really down in the dumps when it's so cloudy for so long. But one thing I will say is that in the winter, it's such a cozy time. It's a time to like lower the windows, close your blinds, get a little blankie, snuggle up, watch movies, chill, have warm snacks. Like it's very cozy and you can romanticize that so well. But for myself I feel like I'm a very on-the-go type of gal I honestly don't really love watching movies or staying in I love going out I love doing things I love going out to eat I love going to the beach I love physical activity and for all those reasons that is why I think I'm a more summer girly so if you want to enjoy the summer more and have more fun I would say to just get out of the house whenever I'm at home I can get so comfortable especially if it's sunny because I love the vibe of my apartment whenever the sun is shining through the windows that I can stay cooped up in here when the minute I go outside and I tell myself you're just gonna explore you're just not gonna come back home I'm suddenly having the time of my life I'm suddenly stumbling across a cute little park I'm suddenly stumbling across a cute little farmer's market outside like you'd be surprised how many things are happening outside when it is summer if you pick up a friend and the both of you go on a little hot girl walk and just explore the city that you live in and also it's just so fun to people watch to smell the good air to just sit in nature and and feel the high vibes and also just get some vitamin D and to get that tan on. I've posted some videos on my YouTube channel where I do a summer bucket list or I talk about how to romanticize your life more and if you want to watch those videos I think that would really help if you're trying to romanticize this season that we're in or to just enjoy being outside more but yeah I feel like those are some of my tips right now. I definitely think that the summer is a great time to stay active and there's so many activities to do since the weather is so nice. Take advantage of it especially if 
you live in a place where it does get really cold and wintry because you will have that for like six months, you know? And last thing I want to say is that I feel like a lot of the reason why people don't love the summer is because it is so hot and you're sweating and you're sticky. But if you embrace that and you go like swimming, for example, it's actually so refreshing. Or if you like wear dresses or you're okay with getting a little sweaty, it's so much more fun than being annoyed at being sticky or being annoyed that it's too hot. The next question is something of a little bit of a different topic, but it says advice for someone who is wanting to start vlogging. Now I get questions surrounding YouTube all the time or how to be a content creator or all that kind of stuff. But the truth is you just need to get a camera and pick it up and start recording. This can be a camera or it can be your phone. I feel like I know quite a bit of YouTubers that have started on their phone. And actually, if you have even a newer iPhone, you're actually at an advantage because sometimes I find that my videos on the iPhone turn out better than the vlog. And I actually get more clips on my camera because I'm constantly holding it. Whereas like sometimes I forget my camera. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to pick it up. Sometimes I'm in a group setting and like the camera's just not the vibe. I end up getting better footage on my phone anyways. So if you have a phone, you can use that. And my advice would just be to turn it on. Like I said earlier, if you have a little run on sentence or you're saying things that you don't mean, just know that you can edit it out later. It doesn't have to be a perfect one take. Also, it's just fun. Like just try it. You can take the pressure off of it knowing that it doesn't have to go anywhere. But once you are comfortable with vlogging and say you have a YouTube channel, my tips would be to make sure that you're vlogging everything you're doing and not just talking about it. I remember hearing this on Alicia Marie and like TK's podcast and they were saying, don't talk about it, show it. So if you're going to go get your nails done and then you have to run some errands, instead of telling the camera the errands that you need to run, actually show yourself doing them. And if you want to do a little montage, also make sure you're looking at the camera and not the viewfinder because that can be really distracting to someone watching. And also I would say to cut out a lot of the ums or the pauses or the breaks because the person watching is going to be like, um, what am I watching? If it looks a little bit too unedited, which I know having it like raw and being a fresh take is what people like to see. But at the same time, you have to remember if this is what you care about, people do get bored easily. So I think your view retention or audience retention will be higher if it's a little bit more fast paced or you're speaking in a tone that is more engaging, like you're telling a story rather than just like a vlog that you would send to your friends. That is if you are planning on posting it and like, you know, trying to get views off of it. But again, just have fun with it. Practice is all it takes and it gets better and easier the more you do it. And also, I feel like the more that I have my camera, the more I want to keep vlogging. Whenever I put it away for too long, I'm just like, ugh, I want to live in the moment. And then I forget and then I go back home and I look at my footage and I'm like, damn girl, you have no footage. So just have it out all the time and it becomes a lot easier. Okay, let's continue on. The next question that I got quite often, which I feel like is kind of a fun one that I have never answered before was what do I do to get my creativity to flow? And then the other one was like, how slash where do you gain inspiration from? I feel like there's so many ways to answer this question. In fact, a really common question that I always get asked is how I come up with my video ideas. And I guess that is where I funnel all my creativity into. So all those kind of questions kind of go into the same response. Honestly, I get a lot of my creativity when I'm not consuming a lot of content. This can go both ways. One way being I take in a lot of content and it inspires me to create something off of that. For example, I'll watch someone's video and I hear them say something and I'm like, oh my God, that's so interesting. I'm gonna make a video about that. Or I'll watch a TikTok and I'm like, this is so cool. I could make a YouTube version of this. Or I'll see like a trend go viral. For example, the that girl trend was first viral on TikTok and that's what inspired me to make the YouTube video version of it. 
So on one hand, it's so helpful to go online on TikTok, on Instagram, on Pinterest, just literally any platform and get inspiration from there without copying, but like maintaining your curiosity and switching that into a different way to produce content out of it. But on the other hand, when you intake a lot of content, I feel like it can kind of fog up your brain and you don't even know what to create because you're so used to taking content in. So when I take a little bit of a step aside from watching other people's stuff and I'm driving or I'm in the shower, I feel like that's when I get my best ideas when I'm just like thinking. One thing that's really important for me is that anytime I have an idea, I put it down in my notes. Doesn't mean I'm going to use it, but I will put it down in my notes. And then whenever I'm lacking creativity, I can go back in my notes and see what I've already written in the past. And I think something to know is that all ideas are good ideas, whether you use them or not, that's one thing. But the more that you produce ideas and you write things down, the easier it is to come up with things on the spot or when you're trying to plan something out or when you're trying to create something new, like you're just going to be in a state of flow of constantly creating. And I think that that's a lot of people's advice when it comes to like making YouTube videos or drawing or painting. They just say create stuff. And that's how you gain practice in using your creativity. Again, whether you use it or not, that's one thing, but it's just important to let all that out and not being too hard on yourself. Sometimes when you get in the mindset that the idea has to be perfect or that your art piece has to be perfect, your work has to be perfect, you get kind of a mental block with being creative in the first place. In a situation where I could relate to this would be, for example, in drawing. I used to be really good at drawing and I would do a lot of art classes, but then when I had no reason to create art, I was like, well, I guess there's no point. Like, I don't even know what to do. Whereas if I just drew every single day, eventually by the seventh day, I would just be producing ideas out of my own brain and just like having fun with it and playing with it. And I guess that's a part of the feminine energy, just to be playful with your creative energy. So I guess if you want to be more creative, practice every day doing whatever craft you like or coming up with ideas and remember to like write it down when you have a good idea. So answering where I gain inspiration, I guess would be through listening to music, going on TikTok, going on Instagram, going on YouTube, Pinterest. I gain inspiration through life experiences that I'm going through and I think about like how I can turn this into content or like a lesson or how I can teach someone this or even through conversations with friends. I feel like if you listen to a lot of people's perspectives or just having an open mind yourself, you can switch what you've just learned into a way to produce content. That's what I do. And in terms of like editing, when I want to be creative, just trying new things. Maybe when I'm filming, it's like trying a new angle or filming from a different room or playing around with the editing. It's honestly just having fun with it and not being too serious with it. Next question, how to feel energized slash what foods and vitamins make you feel best? I may have gone over what I do to keep my body and my mental health and everything in check in a different episode before. But since this is a little Q&A advice session, I'm just going to go over this quickly. Of course, we know this. This is obvious. But the best way to feel energized is obviously by getting good sleep and staying active. I think whenever I start my day with a good workout, I'm so energized for the rest of the day. And I just feel good about my body. I feel good about what I need to do for the day. And of course, what you eat and what you put in your body is also so important. I make sure to stay really hydrated with water. I bring my water bottle everywhere I go. And also for me, I think eating a lot of veggies and fresh food is what really helps me. I try to stay away from things that are too creamy or like milky and cheesy. Like that usually doesn't make me feel great. Neither does a lot of carbs. Like if I have a big pizza, that's delicious, but I know it's going to make me feel like a slug after. So if I'm trying to feel energized, that's probably not the meal I'm going to go for. Also, obviously protein makes me feel really good and energized and full. Also, I feel like I just have the most energy when I'm happy, which I think is obvious. I feel like that's the bare minimum. But if you know that being happy is what keeps you energized, then then 
I try to incorporate all the things that make me feel happiest day to day. That way I can produce the best content. I can be the best version of myself. The things that make me happy would be being consistent, posting and being creative on my YouTube channel. I feel like whenever my YouTube and all my career stuff isn't going well, I feel like a slug. Also filling up my cup with social interactions really makes me feel good and energized and happy. Also listening to podcasts or reading books that have to do with like becoming your best self or fitness and health and just healthy living. I think that gets me really inspired and motivated to stay on my grind and kind of like stay on track, honestly. But yeah, those are all things that make me feel really good. Oh, and in terms of vitamins, I love apple cider vinegar. I love deep bloat pills. I love taking vitamin D. Obviously, as you know, Vancouver, we do not get that much sun. I also take magnesium. That has a lot of health benefits, but you know, make sure you consult with your doctor or read everything before you take it. The next question is how do I not feel left out or excluded? First of all, if you're getting left out or or excluded intentionally, then you shouldn't be in those places in general. Like that's just not how we want to feel and it's not how you should feel. And I hate feeling like that. So if I ever feel excluded or left out, I'm like, you know what? I'm out. They don't want my presence here. I will not, I will not be bothered to make myself feel bad to, I don't even know what, not add a part to the group because clearly I'm not, but if you are getting left out and it's accidental, which sometimes it isn't accidental, but sometimes the other people may not know that they're doing that, I would definitely speak up and say something about it. I think sometimes when we feel excluded or left out, we can kind of get in our heads and be like, nobody likes us here. They don't want me here. I'm just going to retract and not speak up. And I think that's when we spiral. But if you are feeling kind of left out, it's like the first time this is happening, you can speak up and don't be ashamed or afraid to take up space and be like, guys, you're forgetting about me or guys, I feel left out or guys, can I be included in the conversation or whatever it may be speak up don't be afraid to say anything especially if it's the first or second time or like it's only a few times that this has happened if this is a consistent thing on the other hand though then don't be bothered to be around those people or be in places where they make you feel like that another question that i got so often was how to get the motivation to get things done or how i stay disciplined i think something that's really important to remember that i just want to say off the bat is that life is full of ups and downs and hills and it's kind of impossible to be on an upwards motivation discipline grind forever. Like, I don't think that I've lasted my upwards moments for more than a few months at a time. And there's a time where things are going to go down and dip. You know, maybe it's a different time of the month for you. Maybe it's a change in season. Maybe you're going through a big life event. Like, there's always going to be times where it goes down. And in those moments, remember that you can get out of it. Things will get better. Get back on track. But honestly, be kind with yourself and know that it's a part of the process and it's just a part of the flow in life. And like it's really hard to stay disciplined for a really long time and as long as you're able to get back to where you want to be that's all that matters you know even if you steer off a little bit for me honestly I think a lot of my discipline comes from like being in gymnastics from a young age and I think I've just learned that if you want something you have to keep going you have to keep trying and the amount of work that you put into something is the amount of reward you're going to get out of it and a lot of things that are high reward are really time consuming or take a lot of effort and require you to get up and do it even when you don't want to do it so I think that if you aren't used to being very disciplined maybe you didn't grow up in a sport where you had to be disciplined or you weren't very disciplined when you were younger try having 
little goals that are attainable for you. Maybe this is drinking water every single day and committing to that. And by the end of it, you're going to feel so proud of yourself that you're going to say, damn, let's get two goals on here. Let's get three goals on here. And then you're going to keep stacking it up until you're able to maybe accomplish something that you really want to do or that's really hard for you. But I definitely think that having goals that you accomplish, first of all, very good for your confidence. It's very good for your self-esteem. You're going to be super proud of yourself and say, damn, I am capable and I am able to get all this done and now I can reach for bigger goals. For me, in terms of my fitness goals and my YouTube goals, my work goals, I just really know what I want and I'm going to do what I can to get there. So that's what keeps me motivated. And I think, again, it's all trial and error. I'm definitely more disciplined in certain aspects now than I was a few years ago or when I was a teenager. The same way that maybe back then I was really disciplined in school, kind of. Whereas maybe now I wouldn't want to do that. But I think the older that you get or in different times of your life, you're going to be more disciplined and more motivated for certain things. In terms of motivation, figure out what it is that really motivates you. This could be you reading a book that really inspired you and now you feel very motivated or a podcast or a YouTube video or an influencer or a celebrity or your idol. Someone who really inspires you and motivates you. Take in that content every single day or do that thing that motivates you daily so that you stay on that wavelength. Or it can be something more personal like a goal that you're really trying to achieve that can be motivating you or maybe you're doing it for a person like you want to achieve this goal to make this certain person in your family maybe proud or a friend of yours proud etc etc just figure out what it is for you that gets you really inspired and do that daily once you can do that daily then it turns into discipline so just keep in mind the end goal because I feel like it's really hard to stay disciplined if you don't even know what you're doing it for the next question is how to stop obsessing over the idea of finding a boyfriend ladies Men are not the be all end all. You know when they say you just need to work on yourself and the right man will find you, the right boy will find you. Honestly, I think working on yourself, having your goals accomplished, doing well in school, working on your health, working on your mindset, being with friends, all of that makes you attractive. It makes your vibrations high that you will attract the right people into your life. I think if you're giving off this energy of desperation, even the universe is going to be like, girl, settle down. We ain't giving you your loved one just yet. Whereas if you are working on yourself, who wouldn't want to be with you? That's the thing. I think that is something to remember instead of obsessing over the idea of having a boyfriend and if you're good enough for the boy or searching for male validation work on yourself and ask yourself is that guy good enough for me like does he meet my standards is he up to par with my expectations for myself you know just work on yourself and work on your female friendships because if you are looking for a boyfriend because you want like love or you want someone to like do stuff with just find that in other forms like I said friendships or family or just investing time into yourself and also if you are just wanting a boyfriend just because you're like you know what? I'm over the single era she was fun while it lasted I would say to just work on your friendships with guys I mean me and my boyfriend were friends before we started dating and I personally think that that's obviously the best route because you will stay with them because you have such a good time with them and you have such good chemistry but I think that if you make guy friends then they can develop into something more and the relationship will probably last longer anyways so just focus on you stop obsessing over finding the perfect boy um, be the perfect girl girl and see if they even meet up to your standards and I feel like also if you obsess over the fact that you want a boyfriend you might fall into the wrong relationship or just fall for the first guy that wants to be your boyfriend and he could be like actually a really shit guy no offense or he could be really toxic or he could be like not that good but because you want a boyfriend so bad you'll accept it whereas you should just keep your standards really high and accept them only if they have everything that you're looking for okay I think those are all the questions I'm going to answer today I honestly can't tell how long this episode 
episode is or if I answered enough questions, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it and learned something new, got your question answered, or just got some girl talk. But I love you guys. Have a good rest of your day and I will see you guys very soon. Thank you.